Welcome to this interview from the Arctic Frontiers Conference 2013. At the conference in January, we spoke with attendees, speakers, and members of the Young Scientists Forum about their work, their hopes, and their concerns for the future of the Arctic. This series is a joint effort of the Arctic Frontiers Conference, the Geopolitics in the High North Program, and the Arctic Institute. I'm Tom Fries. In this interview, I spoke with Harold Loewing. Harold is a research director at the Institute of Marine Research in Bergen. IMR is a national institute with about 700 employees, with several offices and research stations. Before we begin, I'd also like to thank the band LOAS for permitting us to use the music that you'll hear at the beginning and end of each podcast. Hi there, Harold, and thank you very much for making a few minutes to chat today. Uh, Could I ask you to tell us first about your ongoing work and any plans that you've got for the near-term future? Yeah, I'm a research director at Institute of Marine Research, Bergen, and uh, my task is to coordinate uh, our research activities in uh, in the oceans. That includes the Barents Sea and the Arctic Ocean. The, the Norwegian Sea, Greenland Sea, and the North Sea, and um, one of the ta- our main tasks is to 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 give advice to the Minister of Fisheries on the size of fish stocks and how much they can catch. But we also do a lot of uh, oceanography, physical oceanography. We 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 are monitoring the development in in, in climate. We have long time series uh, in all the oceans we are responsible for. Uh, we have uh, measuring transport of water masses, Atlantic water to the to the Arctic, and um, plankton. In addition, and we also do process studies on on, um, or, or on fish stocks, and we do a lot of modeling at our institute, both on on climate, physics, and also on biology and, uh, and uh, understanding of the ecosystem. So since we are more than 200 scientists, we have also a broad, uh, very broad field of experience at our institute. Uh, but I'm uh, especially interested in uh, the Arctic because uh, sea ice disappears during summer and we don't exactly know what will happen. We could estimate and we could do some scientific guess about the future but it's very interesting to to mm-hmm. understand to to see what will happen also so you said that your work is mostly to coordinate the work of many different researchers how do you think that the work that you're all doing as a team might contribute to a better future for the arctic i don't know if i will phrase it like a better future, but I will say that we will contribute to a better understanding of the Arctic, because we do a lot of, um, of research. We have research vessels that work in uh, in the Arctic. Uh, we monitor the whole ecosystem from physics. We we have an understanding of how the ecosystem is functioning and we are following the development in the new open air to see how there will be changes. So I think we will contribute a lot, I'll be one of the major contributors to to monitor and to understand what will be going on in the Arctic in the future. I think, of course, the future could be better or worse, but 
I think understanding is, is a better word for what we are doing. You've been in this field for quite a while, and uh, as you've watched interest in the Arctic grow over the years, do you think there are any critical elements missing from this conversation? Yeah, I think there are some misunderstandings, and maybe this is, let's say, my personal feeling about what's going on when when we discuss development in Arctic, especially climate change, because people are very focused on the anthropogenic change. And that means that we will have a temperature increase. What people tend to forget in that connection is the natural variability we have, that have periods of multi-decadal periods or decadal and annual variability. And these natural variability are added to the anthropogenic one. And I have a feeling that we have tend to forget this because when we add natural variability on the anthropogenic one, we might get period where temperature will not increase or may even decrease in the future for a, for a shorter period. And uh, I guess if we tell politicians that temperature will increase, and they say, oh, it's not increasing, it's a cold winter, colder this year than last year, so there's no climate change. But they, then they don't know about this natural variability. And I think it's important to underline that this is added on the anthropogenic one. Because I guess that will give a better understanding for, for people what's going on. And my personal concern is that those who are talking much about climate change are focusing too much on the anthropogenic one. And in a way, they, they gave you the right information about the uh, anthropogenic uh, effect, but the reality might look slightly different because of the natural variability we have in the system. And that's one of my, something I try to underline all the time when I'm talking to people and so on. Another thing is also try to explain to people about, for example, fish stocks. We heard in the opening of this uh, meeting that when ice disappeared, it was open for the fish to move to the North Pole. But there are a lot of limitations. For example, bottom fish or demersal species like cod haddock, they stay on shallow shelf seas. They will not go north of, this, of the continental slope. And some people forget this kind of simple information because they are making very simple simple pictures of, of the everything. But it's important that we try to explain in a simple way to everybody that we have a complicated system. The, the last question I'll ask you before I let you go is what you see as the value of the Arctic Frontiers Conference and other such events. First of all, I'm very impressed of uh, how they managed to get ministers and ambassadors to to get here to Tromsø and, and meet. I think that's important uh, one way. But as a scientist, I think the scientific part is, is valuable. But like other conferences, it's important that people meet, exchange uh, experiences, listen to talks, and uh, the small meetings that 
go along with the conference is very important for for uh, building bridges and and, and and making good relations between scientists from different countries and institutions. Thanks for joining us for this interview. You can hear others from this series on iTunes or via our websites, arcticfrontiers.com and thearcticinstitute.org. The music you've heard at the beginning and end of this interview is from Loas, from their album Wind and Water. You can hear more samples of their music or purchase their albums on iTunes. Just search for their name, which is spelled L-O-E-S-S. Thank you.